Island Church in Galveston, Texas, welcomes you to our podcast. Be encouraged by Pastor Rusty Martin as he teaches the Word of God. Had something happen this week. Before I get into the Word, I just want to minister this to you. There are people out there that bless their hearts. I guess they have good intentions, but they just get off on tangents. and You know, that's why we don't need to get derailed. Or we do not need to get, uh, how can I say this? Uh, we, don't need, we don't need to get distracted. We need to stay right on the path of God. And listen, that includes adhering to the Word of God for what we believe. Not what's going on, what we believe, what we know to be true and right in the kingdom. Amen? Amen? Yes. So I was kind of challenged this week on the subject of uh, racism. And so they were kind of challenging me and my church. I'm kind of partial to you guys. <laughs> Amen? I mean, I kind of love you guys with I die for you kind of deal, you know? And so I made the statement, we don't have any racism here. And they were like, well, yeah, you got, you got racism and you racism and you true, true. And they just kept going. And what, see, you know, the enemy will always show you his hand and always do something stupid. Because he's stupid. So in, his, in, the, in their conversation to me, I kept noticing, it kept jumping out at, at me, the words us and them. Us and them. And I said, and then finally, the, it kind of came, well, how do you know? It's pastor of that. I said, here's how I know. I said, there ain't no thems at Island Church. I said, there's only us. There's just us. Everybody say, there's just us. You know, there's no black, there's no white, there's no Hispanic, there's no Asian. We're all in Christ. Old things have passed away. All things are new. And I'm not going to run down some rabbit hole somewhere and find out there's a snake in that hole, not a rabbit. That may help you. You love the Lord? Let's go this morning back to the Gospel of John, chapter 14. I tell you, God's been stirring my spirit. How many just sense breakthrough? I mean, it's happening. It's happening. John chapter 14, I'm gonna, we're going to dig. Everybody say dig. And as we dig into this, just, just trust the Spirit of God because there's some things in here that are so good. And I've, I've always been amazed at the master teacher Jesus. Because I'm telling you, he taught things precepts, principles, uh, things in the Word of God, that those guys, when he was teaching that, they didn't understand what he was saying. I mean, you go over to John chapter 6 and 7 and read what happened in John chapter 6 and 7, and the Bible says that after he finished what he said in John chapter 7, many left him and followed him no more. And he turned to the disciples and said, what about you? And Peter said, you're the only one we know has got the words of life. We're going to follow you. Sometimes what God says and how He says it, you got, listen, you got to be a little patient and allow the Word of God to have a register upon your spirit. Quit trying to edit the Word of God with your, with your mind. Because listen, your mind is not going to do, do the right edit. There's going to be something in there that ain't right. Allow the Spirit of God to impress things upon your spirit, man, and you'll learn, you'll learn real quick how to make application of it to your mind and soul. It's real easy. It's real simple. Now, in this scripture, Jesus, you know, we looked last week, he talked about the works that he did. My goodness, the works that he did were, were just awesome. Signs, wonders, miracles, 
provisions, stilled the storms, raised the dead, did all kinds of awesome things. But then he gets up and he makes the statement there in verse 12, truly, truly, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also. You're kind of like, say what? You mean the works that you're doing, Lord Jesus? One day we're going to do those works? Jesus was preparing them. You always got to be very attentive in times of preparation. And we are in a time of preparation right here at Island Church. There's a lot of preparation that goes into a lot of things before they culminate and before they happen. But if you'll be patient and really learn to thrive in preparation time, you will not miss what God is doing. And let me, listen, let me say this, because, I mean, we've taught on this and we do our best to do everything to help everybody the best way we can. But don't let your current need exalt itself above the bigger picture of why God has you on the earth right now. So, Pastor, I could really get involved in some of this, but, you know, I'm really going through some things and our finances and our health. And the, Listen, forget all of that. We're all going through those types of things. Everybody does. You've got to make a decision to rise above that and live for God in the now, in the moment now, and trust God that the needs that you have in your path of righteousness, down that path of righteousness, their God is going to be standing and that need's going to be met right then and there. Where was, where were we? Was it? It's hard sometimes for me to pick back up on things in the Spirit because my mind's not connected. But we were, I think it was here either Wednesday or last week, where the Lord, there was a word or a prophecy or something where God said, I'm standing on your path of righteousness. That blew me away. I don't remember much of what I say or prophesy when I do, but when things are really impactful to me, I thought to myself, how, how profound if people would just realize and recognize that every need being met, all your provision, all your peace and health and blessing are right there on that path of righteousness because that's where God exists in your life is on that path of righteousness. You say, well, then I'm, I'm off that path. Then His mercy is trying to pull you back on it. His mercy is urging you and pulling you and telling you the time is short. There's too much going on in the earth. You need to be hooked up in doing what God's called you to do because you do not want to miss it. Your life depends upon it. Amen. So the works that I do shall he do also and greater works than these. Why? Because I go to my Father. Whatsoever you shall demand or command in my name, that will I do. Why? So that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you demand anything in my name, I will do it. Now that's the Word of God. I said that's the Word of God. We don't demand of God. We don't demand of the Holy Ghost. But I tell you, you can talk to the sickness. You can talk to the poverty and lack. You can talk to the depression. And you can demand it loose your body in the name of Jesus. You can demand it get out of your finances in Jesus. Well, I've been trying that. It's not working. you got to do it and know that it'll work. And now listen. Thank you, Lord. Everything we do, we begin in a state of failure. You say, what do you mean? Nobody here when you were a baby just jumped up and started walking. It didn't happen. You got up and fell down. You got brushed off. You got up again, fell down. Your bicycle, school, everything. Where do you start? You don't start succeeding in everything. You start failing, then you start learning and being taught and trained. Spiritual things are the same way. But people have a tendency to try something spiritual one time. It didn't work. So, well, doesn't work. Doesn't work. We're going to find us a church where they preach it doesn't work. Amen. Amen. Uh, you can find one real easy. 
But I tell you here, you're not going to hear that. What you're going to hear here is it works, it works, it works, it, faith works, signs and wonders, miracles work, the gifts of the Spirit are in operation, God is active, God is good, God loves you, God cares you about you, and God values you above all else in the universe. You are His most precious possession. Amen. What makes you think He would abandon you or leave you or leave you in a state of, of disease or sickness or poverty or some wretched thing that the world has done to you? God's not going to leave you like that. He's going to rise you up out of it as a testimony to His goodness. Glory. Now notice, dig into this a little. Verse 15. I'm going to use a little bit of my passion Bible too. Verse 15. King James, if you love me, you'll have a warm, fuzzy feeling on Sunday mornings for 30 minutes, and then you'll know that you love. Oh, that's not what it says. Now, I always say that because there's always somebody in someone's life that they really love God. I tell you, I, I know they don't come to church, and I know they drink, and I, I know they don't, they don't give their money, they don't support missions, they don't read their Bible, but they really do love God. No, they don't. They think they do. You think they do. But according to the Word of God, which is our standard for love, they don't love God because Jesus said, if you love me, number one, keep my commandments. And what's his commandments? That we love one another. We'll get into that later. If you love me, keep my commandments. So your willingness to obey reflects your love for Jesus. Are you with me? Your willingness to obey reflects your love for Jesus. If you love me, keep my commandments. Now notice this. And I will pray the Father... And he shall give you another comforter that you may abide, that he may abide with you forever. Now that's a word you can't, you can try to think, you, you can think you know what that word means. But because we are creatures stuck in the realm of time, we don't have a forever concept. Did you know that? But the Spirit of God has come to abide live in you, find a place of habitation. Now listen, this is a mind-blowing reality that God himself, in reality, if somebody asks you a question, do you know where God is? You can say this. And I can say, are you out of your mind? Say, no, he's right here. He's right here spiritually and physically you say, well, I don't believe he's here physically. Amen. And he's here in your soul according to your willingness to renew your mind and live in the Word of God. God is here. God is here. Not only is God the Holy Spirit here, Jesus is here in the form of a message called the gospel. He is the word, was the word, forever will be the word. And forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. And God watches over his word to perform it. I could get into that, but I better not. (laughs) Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. Why? Because the world is full of lies. Now, I'm not going to do that, but I'll do something. Let me tell you something as a church. You better prepare yourself for some things that are going to happen. The Lord's been dealing with my spirit, but not everything that is evil and wrong and bad gets propagated and, and, and stays covered up forever. There's fixing to be some unveilings take place that's going to blow people away. 
and it's going to be a blessing. Because here's the problem. Let me just say this. The, the, the willingness and desire to intimidate people, manipulate people, and control people is off the charts on this planet right now. Off the charts. Off the charts. God will not allow His body on the earth to be intimidated, manipulated, or controlled. He is going to release greater anointings, greater manifestations of His power, greater signs, wonders, and miracles. And listen, this is what He's telling the world in the world system. Keep your hands off my people. Keep your hands off my children. They are washed in the blood. They are empowered by the Word. They are full of me. They are full of the Holy Ghost. When you intimidate, manipulate, and try to control them, you're trying to intimidate, manipulate, and control me. And honey, you're not going to do it. Amen? Now, I'm telling you, don't let anybody manipulate you, intimidate you, or try to control you. You are a child of God. Okay, I'll I'll get away. I'm sorry. Even the spirit of truth in the world cannot receive because it seeth them not, neither knoweth him, but you shall know him. Now notice this, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. Now look at this, look at this twofold working of the spirit of God. Now we know through salvation, the new birth. The Spirit of God comes to abide on the inside. Every person who has bowed their knee to Jesus, who has prayed that prayer, come into my heart, forgive me of my sins, eradicate my past, do what only you can do. Listen, you are a born-again believer. The Spirit of God literally, literally, not some theological theory or or maybe, oh, we make you feel good about it. No, He literally, God lives in you. Christ in you, the hope of glory. He's living in you. He's a living God and He's living in you and you living is proof of His life in you. Amen. Amen. Let me read this in the Amplified and then I'm going to go to my Passion Bible. It says in verse 16, And I will ask the Father and He shall give you another comforter, counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, and standby that he may remain with you forever. Now, let's get over here in the, because there's some really good stuff in the, in the Greek that'll help us. Everybody say, help us. Verse 15, Passion Bible, loving me empowers you to obey my commands. And I will ask the Father, and now notice this, this is unusual. This is an unusual way this man translated this. And I will give you another Savior. Now see about right there, you kind of go, ooh, now wait a minute, another Savior? What does that mean? Now hold on, just stay with it. I will give you another Savior, the Holy Spirit of truth, who will be to you a friend just like me. He will never leave you. The world won't receive him because they can't see him or know him, but you know him intimately because he remains with you and will live inside you. Now, I found it unusual that he used the word Savior, so I went and did some study, then I came back and read what he said. He says, as Jesus is Savior from the guilt of sin, the Holy Spirit is Savior who saves us from the power of sin by living through us in fullness. 
which means you got saved and the Holy Ghost moved into you. And if you will allow him and if you will yield to him, he will save you from what sin has done to your life. Jesus redeemed you and your sins were remitted by your confession of him as Savior, which means he took away your past, he took away the motivation to sin, and he also took away everything that you've ever done or will ever do and placed it upon that mercy seat and eradicated it with his blood. Wow. Then he gives you the Holy Ghost to carry out the provision of that salvation so that that sin that you were once involved in does not come back into your life and destroy you because that iniquity, which is the motivation for sin, trains your mind and your flesh to obey the dictates of unrighteousness. I know of people that's had trouble with uh, 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 several people that I knew got born again and even filled with the Holy Ghost. And one in particular I know, it took them a year to get rid of the tobacco habit. But here's how they got rid of it. They continued to oppose it. They continued to fight it. And when they fell and, and, and made a mistake, they got back up and started it again. Amen. They just continued to fight, continued to fight through all the failures, through everything. I, we, we, my dad and I met a man down in, uh, down in Belize who was the president of Barclays Bank down there when, when England, when the, when the, uh, uh, they used to, England still used to have interest down there. And he was a, a, a two, a fifth a day rum drinker. Could you imagine? I can't even drink a glass of rum. That stuff was horrible. But he drank two, two uh, fifths of it a day, one in the morning, one in the afternoon. Well, he got filled with the Holy Ghost, saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. And, but for a year, he still drank a shot glass of rum every day until that alcoholism was finally broken in him. What happened? The Holy Ghost was carrying him through a process of delivering him what iniquity and sin had done in his life. And it just took a little process to get the alcohol out, to get the tobacco out. It just takes a little time, but you've got to stay with it and trust God and he'll bring you through it. He'll give you concepts, insights, ideas of how to be free from it. Amen? Now, let me read this. And I'll try to, I, I don't say these Greek words very easy, but this will help you. It says, the Greek word here, the Holy Spirit, is the word uh, paracletus. We get the word paraclete from. A technical word that can be translated defense attorney. Woo! You know how expensive defense attorneys are? Oh, my goodness. It means one called to stand next to you as a helper. Various translations have referred to this counselor, comforter, advocate, encourage, intercessor, Helper. However, none of these words alone are adequate and fall short, of it, uh, short, fall short of explaining the full meaning. This translation has chosen the word Savior for it depicts the role of the Holy Spirit to protect, to defend, to save us from ourselves and our enemies, to keep us whole, to keep us healed. Oh, this is so good to keep us hold, to keep us healed. He is the one who guides, defends, comforts, and counselors. Keep in mind that the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Christ, the Spirit of our Savior. The Aramaic, which is the word parakletoa, which is taken from two words, which means to finish or to save and to cure. Say, so, well, you're, you're eating up with cancer. Well, I've got the cure inside me. The Holy Ghost. I'm just working on getting that spirit from the outside into my flesh. 
How you doing that? Well, I went down, had hands laid on me. They anointed me with oil. Now I've received my healing at the altar. Now I'm using the Word of God to drive out every symptom of sickness and disease in my body and just hang around, hide and watch. You'll see one day. I'll get the report. There's no cancer. There's no sickness. There's no disease. I'm totally healed. You say, how can you say that? Because i got the comforter in me. i got the counselor in me. i got the helper in me. I've got the intercessor. I've got a defense attorney inside of me. He pleads my case before the Father as I present to him the Word of God. And I always get justice because it's my Heavenly Father sitting on the seat of judgment in the court of the universe. So how can I fail? Oh, glory to God. Mm, mm, mm. Now notice this again. Amplified. Comforter, counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, standby. Now, what I have found out about the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God. And let me, let me help you with this. We use the word Holy Spirit in reference to the deity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. A lot of people say Father, Son, Holy Ghost. That's okay. But remember this. When you're referring to the Holy Spirit, you're referring to the entity. When you're talking about the Holy Ghost, you pull the entity into His activity. You understand? You pull His entity in. Oh, help me, Lord. Take the name Michael Jordan. I, I bet there's hundreds of Michael Jordans in America. Let's just pick America. But I bet there's hundreds of them. Black, white, Hispanic, Michael Jordan. Amen. But now the name immediately produces an image on the inside of you of one particular individual. Are you with me? So not only does he carry a name, he also carries a reputation through achievement. God is so smart, isn't he? He still carries a reputation through his achievements. Now you've got the Holy Spirit, you've got Michael Jordan, but then you have the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Who is our comforter, our counselor, our intercessor, our helper, our standby, and he takes all of these. But you have to be willing to call on him for his counsel. You say, why? Well, he, does, he, does, he does not encroach into your life without invitation. The Holy Spirit is the consummate gentleman. He's very gentle. He's very kind. He, he's, he's on standby waiting for you to just give any indication. Hey, man, I need some counsel. The Holy Spirit, and you know how he's going to counsel you? Right here. Right here from the Word. He's going to counsel you from the Word of God. Amen? An intercessor is one that comes alongside with you. Uh, uh, if we uh, needed to move equipment and needed help, we would need somebody to come and, and help us lift. I know we don't have a, a grand piano, but we will one day. Amen? Brother Frank wants one. We're going to get him one. Amen? So, so say we need to move it off the platform of the new building. And so we, we give, a, give a, 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 a request at the end of a service. Can some of the men stay over? Can you help us move the piano? We got, we're going to do something on the stage. So all the men would come up and they would all do what? They would all take hold together with against the weight of the piano. Now, now stay with me. They would take hold together with against the weight of the piano. And as we together take hold together with against the weight of the piano, then the weight of the piano is not able to dictate to us what we are going to or going to not do. Because we've overcome the law that says the piano stays there because of weight. No, we've overcome that law because we got enough men here with enough strength to lift it up and bring it off the platform. Does that make sense to you? Think about that with spiritual things. How the Holy Ghost comes alongside you and takes hold together with you against that that would try to stop you from being healed, stop you from prospering, stop you from entering. He gets a hold of it together. Now, notice 
with you. You lift in the natural. You lift in the natural. He lifts in the supernatural. You can lift 10 pounds. He can lift the whole universe. Amen. So when you call upon him, I've done it so many times. I've been praying, Lord, I just need counsel. Lord, you need to show me some stuff here. I've got to see how to do this. I've got to have understanding in this. I've got to know what to do here, what to do there. Man, when when I used to travel, I'd go into churches. I mean, you don't even meet the pastor until you walk in the door. The meeting was made through the secretary, through the, through, the, through the administration of the meeting, of the ministry. I'd get a readout. If I was going to an airport, then they'd have the airport, and then they'd have, you know, so-and-so's going to pick you up at the airport. If I was driving, I'd get a map where I'm staying, all this kind of stuff. But when you walk into that church, you don't know if that church is in full-blown revival or if it's Jim Jones's church. <laughs> Amen. But, but the Holy Ghost... I said the Holy Ghost can take hold together with you against the weight of what you do not know and counsel you with supernatural information so that whatever you're going into, what you think, I'm going into this blind, the Spirit of God can give you light. Amen. And I've even seen this. The the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost show me what to do, how to do it, what to say, how to say it, and then show me the outcome. You say, why? Because I trust him to do it. Amen? Now notice this. Counselor, comforter. Everybody say comforter. Now I'm going to tell you right now, the church needs comfort. I'm not just saying island church. I'm saying the church universally needs comfort because so much is going on right now that is literally, it is playing to a division. The word division means what? Two visions. Two visions of the church. One vision is the world side. You say, what is that? Everybody walking lockstep with what the world says. If the world says do it. 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 We got to do what the world says. We got to do what the world says. Well, sometimes what the world says and what God says are two different things. What do you do when there's a separation? I advise you to go with God. I said, I advise you to go with God. Because if you will go with God, no matter what happens in the world, he has some comfort for you. He has some comfort, which is the easing of the pain. One translation says it like this. It eases the heat of the day by the cool breeze of his presence. I don't know if you've ever been real hot from working or something. All of a sudden you step into an air-conditioned room, you step someplace, and that refreshing wind just hits you, and you feel this comfort from, the, from, the, from all the energy you've expounded in the day, and you feel this kind of comfort come upon That's exactly what the Spirit of God is trying to do for us. He's trying to comfort us. He's trying to keep, keep us on the path of righteousness. He's trying to help us discern all of this and make sense of it in a spiritual life so that we don't end up on the wrong path being destroyed by the adversary. He's trying, listen, the devil's trying to divide the church on on every level. Black and white, brown and red, vaxxed or unvaxxed, democratic or republican. Church, let me tell you something. You better scrap every bit of that in your life. You say, why is that? You are a new creature in Christ Jesus. Old things are passed away. You have no reason or rhyme whatsoever to be adherent to anything that relates to who you are ethnically, geographically, or any other way. You are bought with a price. You are not with your own. Live for God. Live for God. Live for God like you are His child because you are. 
and quit stepping back into the past of what you once were and trying to identify without thinking that somehow it's going to get fixed. It will not be fixed. It will be destroyed. And the Bible says this, it will be folded up like a cloth and put away as God brings another dispensation upon this earth. We're going to need some comfort. We're going to need some comfort to go through what's coming in the days ahead. Can I get a better amen? Helper. Now, thank God for anybody that will help you. But the Holy Ghost brings supernatural help. I, I'm almost embarrassed. I'm not embarrassed for the Holy Ghost. I'm embarrassed for myself. I'm almost embarrassed sometimes for what I have to trust the Holy Ghost to do. Oh, y'all look so holy. <laughs> I look in three places for my keys. One, they're not there. Two, they're not there. Three, they're not there. So I step, I walk out, you know, out of, usually out of the sight of Lee and the dogs and the birds and everything else. And I say, Lord, Spirit of God, where are my keys? Now, the other day, I had put a lock on a trailer and I got to fiddling with something and left my keys up in the corner of this trailer. And I looked for my keys. And I looked for my keys, and I prayed another prayer that was this, Jesus, you said you'd never leave me forsaken. I feel forsaken. I can't find my keys anywhere. <laughs> and I turned my head. The sun was shedding, I tur- setting. I turned my head, and I, and I saw a little flash of light. And the Holy Ghost says, there's your keys. Hallelujah. And I went. Oh. <laughs> you say, now that's crazy. No, that's intimacy. That's intimacy with God. That's trusting God in the big things, the little things, the middle things, and that there's nothing in your life that God cannot help you with. Even sin, He'll help you get out of it. You need some help in school? You need some help with relationships? You need some help in your finances? Serve God. There's a spirit on the inside of you that has all the answers. But you can't just sit in some apathetic place and think those answers are going to just rise up like a flower blooming in the night. you got to go fight for them. I said, you got to fight for them. Listen, church, we're entering into time. We're going to have to fight for it. Fight for your health. Fight for your wealth. Fight for your blessing. Fight for everything that God says is yours. Fight the fight of faith like you've never fought it before. You say, why? Because God's equipping you to do it right now by the Word of God, by the Holy Ghost that's on the inside of you. You can rise up against any giant or any mountain on this earth and overcome it in Jesus' name. Mm-mm-mm. Helper, intercessor. Now, let me say this again, and I know I harp on it all the time. I'm going to keep doing it. But I tell you, we've, we've crossed some line somewhere in intercession. Like recently. In the last two or three prayer services, I don't know. It's pretty, pretty wild. And if you want to learn how to intercede, it's so simple by the Word of God, but you also need instruction or you need to be able to observe intercession so that you can understand intercession. I'm telling you, praying in the Holy Ghost and the intercession of the Spirit of God as the Spirit of God entwines with the human spirit. That way God has insight into what you're going through and you have insight into His provision for what you're going through. There is such a union there. Listen, 
Let me, let me help you with something. I, and, and Lord, help me stay in church doing this. God created the human family. And He created it in, in perfection. He gave it a choice. But also, in humanity, in the human family, He put a reproductive process that demands protected intimacy. Now let me say that again because, you know, we live in a generation, uh, you know, that uh, thinks about sex like going to a football game. You know, when can I get my next ticket? But that's not the way it's designed. It's designed for intimacy between a man and a woman under the hand of God. And there is, a, there is all types of things that have to do with the, the blending of the, of the man and the woman. But, but the outcome is reproduction. Now, God has come into you in intimacy even far greater than that. And the first fruits of your redemption or salvation is the most intimate thing that God can do, is to move on the inside of you and abide there forever. Forever. And then when you begin to realize that, I am, I am, I am intimate with God. Now listen to me. For God has consummated our relationship by allowing His Spirit to abide in me forever. And then as a seal of that, He has empowered me with that Spirit. That's why, I, that's why I speak in other languages in which I have not learned intellectually because they are from the Spirit realm. That is a proof and sign of the continued, the, the continued realm of this intimacy that is increasing in my life for the purpose of reproduction in the kingdom. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven, and all these things will be what? Added unto you. Because in, see listen, in seeking first the kingdom of heaven by the power and ability of the Holy Ghost and the revelation of the Word of God, you are involved in the most intimate act you'll ever be involved in on the earth. And that is your relationship with God, your fellowship with Him, and His ability to reproduce through you. He wants, to, he wants to reproduce healing and prosperity and blessing. So when people look your, at your life, they see a reproduction of that which God desires to do. That which God desires to do. And it's so amazing because it preaches louder than any words you can speak. People are watching you. They're watching your life. They see if you're cold. Well, they don't know anything about spiritual things. Yes, they do. They can tell someone that's cold and indifferent. They can tell somebody that's on fire for God. There is a difference between the two. And God wants you to be that, that, that intercessor, that one that is, allows the Spirit of God to weave together with your own human spirit to bring petition to the Father in a way in which cannot be done through just human mindsets and human understanding. That's why it blows my mind that these major religions of the world have done away with anything that has to do with the life and power of God. You know, the Lord spoke this to me. He said, you know, moves of God start. But as they, as they continue to move, man feels the need to organize. So man begins to organize what I'm doing when I see that organization. The Lord spoke to me. He says, many times if they organize according to the Word of God and what I've said in the Word, then I'll put my hand of approval. But he says, if they just organize for the sake of organization, then they go from organization to a, to a, to a corporation. 
And when they go from a corp an organization to a corporation, they soon become a denomination because what a denomination is is a way of thinking in which we have segregated ourselves now into this pocket of thinking in which we do not let anybody in or out unless you come and think like we do. Well, you can't do that. Because in doing that, you're alienating a lot of people that I'm going to tap dance to your song. But where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is what? Liberty. Liberty. If it takes you a year to get off of tobacco, take your year and get off. That's a liberty. The Word of God will afford you. Whatever the Spirit of God leads you into like that, the Spirit of God will bring you out the other side totally delivered and totally free from anything the devil's ever tried to bind you with. Amen? How's my time? Is this helping anybody? This is working in you right now. This is working in you right now. Now let me get to the end of this. Intercessor, advocate. Everybody say advocate. Now, I, I'm going to take some time and, and, and because of my time and, and come back to the advocate next week. Strengthener. I say strengthener. Now, strength is one thing, but supernatural strength is another. Now, I've had several times in my life where there was a grace for supernatural strength. We, we, we've told the story many times of, of showing up in the Philippines in 1989 and all of the speakers of the conference we were going to had, had, had canceled except us. And so there, there's, you know, 30-something uh, meetings, 35 meetings scheduled over a five-day period, and no, no, but one, they've got one speaker. And so I have down there in Mindanao, I had to speak with an interpreter. And so I remember my first interpreter. I remember that? I'd get to go, and he'd fall out on the floor. <laughs> they'd pick him up and shake him off, fall. And the second day, he came to me and said, Who is So they gave me another interpreter. What did we go through, three or four? Went through three. I never slowed down. I preach just like I was right now, five times a day. Five times a day. An hour to an hour and a half at a time. Did a crusade every night. Amen. And when the, when the, when the thing ended, it was Easter weekend. I remember we were having lunch on Easter Sunday at the Ramada Inn in Manila. At their buffet. Big, beautiful buffet. Big old ice sculptures. Awesome. Remember that? Eating all those shrimp. Then we got on an airplane. And we flew to Honolulu, and we had Easter dinner again in Honolulu. And so we were with Miss Helen Redmond, who's in heaven right now, and Leah, and they were kind of just kind of dragging their wagon. And so I put them in the hotel room, and it was about 4 in the afternoon, and I didn't, I, this is my first time in Hawaii. It's like I'm in heaven. Where's the beach? I done preached 35 times and done made a 10-hour flight across the Pacific. I go to this rent stand, and the guy's putting up the surfboards. He says, well, we, we're, we're closing. I said, man, I just flew in from Manila. Can't, can't you just an hour, hour and a half? So I paid him extra money to hang around while I rented a surfboard. He had this old ratty, you know, you put a, a deal on your ankle, so you want his old ratty thing. I went out there, I caught about three waves, and then, and then all of a sudden I lost my board, and I'm like, I'm like 200 yards off, offshore. And there goes my board. And I just put up my hands and went, glory. I'm in the Pacific Ocean. I'm in Hawaii. You can smell them cooking that mahi-mahi at Duke's. I mean, I was about to go nuts. I, was, I could feel the, the glory of God pulsating through my body. I was like that for weeks. You say, why? He'll strengthen you on that path of righteousness. And he'll give you supernatural strength. 
You may be facing something right now and you feel so weak, so weak. Begin to call on the strengthener. I tell the Spirit of God, you live in me. You know me better than I know myself. You know when I need this help. You know, and I give him full reign and full permission. I ask him, give me an edit system in my mind where I don't say stupid things. Amen. I don't want to get caught up in anything but what God is doing in this day and in this hour, in this moment of life. This is it. This is it. This is the most important times of our lives. And as we serve God, we have supernatural strength, supernatural help. We have an advocate. Oh, man, I can't get on. No, I won't say it. Sorry. 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 I won't say it. A helper, a strengthener, a standby that he may what? Remain with you forever. Even the spirit of truth. Now, notice this whom the world cannot receive, welcome, or take to heart because it does not see him or know him and recognize him. But you, now notice it doesn't say you believe in him. It says you know and recognize him for he lives with you constantly and will be in you. Now you think about this. When God redeemed you, he didn't do it with an angel. He didn't entrust you to an angel. Angels are, are helpers for those who are heir of salvation, servants. Amen. But the only way God could ensure that the reality of this covenant would be acted out upon this earth was to move into us, to live in us, to abide in us, and give us the reality that that's, this is now you. This is now part of you. The Bible says we have this treasure in earthen vessels. If you study that word treasure, it's more than, you know, we have this idea in our mind of a, of a, of a pirate's treasure chest with open all the, it's so much more than that. It's all of your healing, preservation, soundness, safety, deliverance. It's your way through all of this crazy stuff that's going on. And if I could give you two quick words in closing, and what you absolutely need to weather what's going on right now, it's these two words. Number one, you're going to have to walk in love. You can't get mad at people that demand things of you, even if they're trying to intimidate, manipulate, and control you, because most people right now don't even know what they're doing. They're just rehearsing and recording that which is coming from above them and giving it to you. They're caught up in the same drama that you are, except for this. They're scared out of their wits. They're in a panic. They don't know what's going to happen. They don't know what they're going to do, but you do. And you're going to have to walk in divine love toward those people because, listen, we live in a super sensitive time in which people are literally cocked and loaded. And all they need is a trigger. And they get set off real quick. There are daunting things going on in our nation right now. I literally am praying for our nation every day because our nation is in great peril. Our economy and the economy of the world is in great peril. The medical reality of our world is in great... Everything about the world and the world system is shaking and heading down. And all of the answers many times turn out just to be, just to be speculation on something they thought might work. You ever notice that? You say, why? Because the earth needs its creator and the, and the human family needs its God. 
and God has put us on the earth for such a time as this to wake up and go out and be who God's called us to be. And people say, well, I thought we need to do it. No, we need to be, because if we be what God's called us to be, we will do what God's called us to do. In your own life, you have the Spirit of God in you. Thank God. For, I remember when I was in uh, Bible school at Lakewood, Brother Osteen got, Brother Pastor John Osteen got a phone mate. You would have thought the tribulation had taken place and the Antichrist was ruling from Jerusalem. And so he got up in front of the church. I remember the Sunday morning, about 4,000, 5,000 of us there. He said this. He said, I got a phone mate. And everybody's so upset, so mad, because I got, you know what a phone mate is. Y'all know what a phone mate is? It's an answering machine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> kind of dated myself, I guess. It's an answering That means when you call... Pastor John Osteen, he doesn't answer your call. It goes to the phone machine. Well, now let's split the church, divide everybody, shut down the move of God. He said, listen, here's what you do. You can't get a hold of me. Try God. He said, try God. He said, I can no longer answer the phone. There's too many people coming to this church. I cannot deal with all your problems, but what I do is I counsel you. He says, I do no more counseling. No more, no more, you know, I need an hour. He, said, I, he says, your, counselings are, your counseling sessions are scheduled three times a week. <laughs> Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. He said, I'm fixing to counsel you right now. Your problem is this. You have not been coming to your counseling sessions, and an hour with me is not going to fix you. You need to be here on Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. And that settled the whole thing right there. <laughs> Pastor, I need some counsel. Come to church. Listen about the counselor that's on the inside of you. The intercessor that's on the inside of you. The helper that's on the inside of you. The strength. Learn of him. Learn of him. That's what Jesus said. Learn of me. Learn of me. I like what it says. The common people received him gladly. That's just us. No thems. That's just us. We just the common people and we receive him gladly. Lift your hands and worship God. Father, we worship you. Lord, you're so good. How can we thank you for being a God that knows how to redeem a fallen race. You do all things well. In our hearts and in our lives, Father. Lord, you see where we live, you see what we are facing, and you see what we're going to face. And Father, I thank you that that pre preparation of knowledge in us will produce the power we need to be the people you've called us to be. Lord, you said that our faith would not be in the wisdom of man, but in the power of Almighty God. Lord, right now, if there's anybody here that they feel in their own hearts they're not right with God, maybe out of fellowship, hadn't been doing right, living right, perchance anyone here that would say, I don't know. I don't know, Pastor Rusty. I don't know if I were to die, I'd go to heaven. I hope I would. I was witnessing to a man one time. He'd been given a pretty dire physical diagnosis. He was a man who had gathered many years. He was in his early 80s. And I got an opportunity. I prayed for an opportunity to, to share Jesus with him. 
And in doing that, I asked him, I said, if you were to die, are you assured that you'd be in heaven? I'll never forget his answer because he's a good man. He was a good man. He said, I hope so. I said, I can't stand in front of your family. Perchance you're to die of this disease. I can't stand in front of your family and tell them, we all hope you're there. I said, we have to know you're there. And I explained unto him the way of salvation. That all you have to do is believe in your heart, confess with your mouth that God has raised his son Jesus from the dead. You shall be saved. We knelt at an altar he had built on his ranch. The tears ran down both of our faces. I prayed for his healing. Stood with him three years. But on that morning when I stood in that beautiful Methodist church in the woodlands, in front of about 2,000 people, some of the biggest names in the outdoor industry in Texas were there. I was able to say, I know, I know this man's in heaven. And what's really neat is he had walked out his salvation for three years. We, had, we arrived for the, for the wedding, for the, excuse me, for the, for the funeral. And, and as we were getting into the car, this man's wife said to Leah, oh, you're, you're, you're so pretty. You're, you're even more pretty in person than you are on TV. And we thought, well, you know, maybe she's old and, 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 and confused Leah with somebody else. <laughs> well, we thought that because they used the word TV, you know. But come to find out, they had gotten a computer and hooked it up to their TV, and they were in Island Church every morning for every Sunday morning for three years. They watched us on TV. If you're here today, say, Pastor, I'm not living right. I'm not doing right. I need Jesus. We want to pray with you. It's easy. You can stay right in your seat. This whole congregation will pray with you. So one more time. I know we're cutting up a little bit, but with every head bowed, every eye closed, let's give people the respect and the space they need to make eternal decisions. You say, Pastor, that's me. Please pray with me. Include me in that prayer. If you'll raise your hand, I'll do that. Just raise it, put it, raise it up, put it down real quick. One hand, you can put it down. God bless you. God bless you. You can put it down once you've raised it. Anyone else would say, that's me. That's me. Please, please include me. Please, please pray with me. Anyone else? Quickly, quickly. Another hand. God bless you. Anyone else? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, we'll pray for the sake of two or one. Doesn't matter. Island Church, you're going to help us? You that have raised your hand, I ask you to do this. Just right there where you sit. We're all going to pray a prayer out loud together. And we ask you to pray that prayer. But once you've prayed it, you settle it. Settle this in your heart, in your mind. I'm right with God. I've gotten right, and I'm going to stay right. Everybody say, get right. Stay right. Everybody ready? Here we go. Heavenly Father, right now, openly and publicly, I confess Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you, God. You sent your son, Jesus born of a virgin, lived a sinless life, did signs and wonders and miracles, died on a cross, rose from the dead, did it all for me. I believe it. I receive it. It's mine in Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, you have allowed your spirit to move into me, to live and abide in me. You know me better than I know myself. Holy Spirit, you know my weaknesses. You know how I fail. 
be my helper. Be my strengthener. Be my comforter. Be my standby. Be my advocate. Be my intercessor. In Jesus' name, I need you. If you will help me, I will live for God all the days of my life. And I will not miss what God is doing in my life at this time. In Jesus' name. Now lift your hands and thank God. Let's all thank God we're saved. Amen. Oh, what? That's something to be thankful for right there. Let's thank God we're saved. Thank God we're saved. Thank God we're saved. Thank God we're saved. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Stand on your feet this morning. Father, we bless your name. Lord, let the word of God dwell in us richly. Let revelation that sparks in our heart. Lord, let it create life on the inside of us. Father, we ask, Lord, as Pastor Leah ministered so graciously to us, Psalms 91. No evil befalls us. No plague comes in our dwelling place. Angels have charge over us. Father, we thank you that as we travel, the highways, the airways, the seaways, the railways, any other way of travel or transportation, we are protected. In the righteous labor of our hands, we do not live cocooned. We haven't moved to some mountaintop somewhere waiting for the rapture of the church. We're down here where all the stuff happens, Lord. So we help you. We ask you to help us stand against the sicknesses, stand against the disease, stand against the tyrannies, the intimidation, the manipulation, the control. Let us break it and live in the victory of Christ for all the world to see. We thank you for it, Father. Lord, let that stirring of evangelism and fire, let it burn in us. So many around us, they need to be in church. They need Jesus. They need the Lord. They need the fellowship of God's people. Let us be a blessing to them, an answer to their prayer, a problem to the devil, a miracle in their lives in Jesus' name. Lord, we leave this morning walking in faith and love towards you. We love you so much. We walk in love toward one another. Thank you for our church. We leave as the ambassadors of Christ you've called us to be. Thanking you, Lord, here at Island Church. We're covered by the blood, empowered by the word, and anointed by the Holy Spirit. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Island Church's podcast. To find out more information about Island Church in Galveston, Texas, visit our website at islandchurchgalveston.com. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah.